When Google was a wee little baby, barely a year old, a guy called John Doerr introduced them to the idea of OKRs, an actionable framework for setting business objectives. Has it worked? Well, Google has been using that framework ever since. And in this episode, I share with you how you can set OKRs for your own business. Plus, you should be using Chatblasts, aka Facebook subscription messaging in your channel mix. I talk about chat blasts, what they are, how you can get started, and a couple of best practices you need to employ. All that and a whole lot more in this episode of Inbound Buzz. Welcome to the Inbound Buzz Podcast, your weekly jolt of all things digital and inbound marketing. Brought to you by redpandas.com.au. Now for your host and co-founder of Red Pandas, Moby Sadiq. Welcome to episode 101 and our first episode of the 2019 season of Inbound Buzz. I hope you're well and a big happy new year to everyone from wherever you may be tuning into the show. Now it's an exciting time of the year. It's still January 13th, which happens to be my birthday, where when we're all a little excited, there's this renewed sense of vigor and excitement about what you'll achieve in your professional and personal life. Now, personal life stuff aside, you know, I love talking about goals and how um, you can become a better version of yourself through learning and, and entrepreneurism and all that sort of thing. I want to park that for a moment. And we're going to be talking a little bit about a professional or business goals, right? Now, if you're like me, the back of your mind, you're thinking about how can I avoid the trap of not over committing to my business goals and expectations this year? What you may not have thought about is how are you going to remain steadfast and not get distracted by the external forces that will inevitably arise this year and arise they will. And I want to talk to you about a framework called the OKR framework. Now, just to go back a touch, when Google was less than a year old, a guy called John Doa, or Doa, I'm not sure how that's pronounced. How awesome would it be if his name's Doa, by the way, and he worked for Google? One of its key investors at the time made a presentation pitching the then startup to the system of objectives and key results, or OKRs for short. Google has been using this system ever since, every single year, and I want to talk about how you can apply it to your business. Now, I talk a lot about digital marketing strategy. Obviously, I'm a head strategist at Red Pandas, and I talk about how business can create roadmaps and strategies. Now, I'm not talking about that. Um, Most businesses actually don't have a digital marketing strategy, would you believe it? Now, Smart Insights does this survey every single year, and they found that uh, the most recent one, only half of all businesses actually have a defined digital marketing strategy. And I reckon it's a lot lower than that because there's a certain type of person or, or, or nerd who fills out these surveys, right? I reckon it's a lot less. I've, in, my, in my own experience, I found it's probably about 10 to 15% of people. Now, the reason why I mentioned digital marketing strategies is in a strategy, you will have your own objectives. I'm not talking about the strategy. I'm not asking everyone now to spend the next week and a half of their life defining a 10-page digital marketing strategy. That's not what I'm asking you to do. Don't even do that. Just do the objectives part. Just set the objectives part and consider using this framework in your business. Now, the problem with traditional objective setting is um, you'll set objectives and, you know, market awareness or, you know, increase uh, market share in this particular country or we want to have the best customer service. The problem is they can often be quite fuzzy high level objectives. And that's okay because Objectives are supposed to be aspirational, they're supposed to be significant, they're, they're, they're supposed to bind teams together and get departments or organizations excited about something. They're not supposed to be a series of checklists. 
Um, but the problem is, you know, they, they can be fuzzy, right? But an OKRs fixes this. They fix this by creating actions for objectives and by forcing you to create non-fluffy objectives that you can do something with in the first place. So uh, we did this with our organization recently. We did our objectives and then I tried to apply the OKR framework and I thought, oh shit, I need to actually reframe some of these objectives because they are a little too fluffy. Now, getting into it, how they actually work is for every single objective, you have uh, a number of key results. That's what that's the KR part. You have a number of key results. So to give you an example, your objective might be to improve customer satisfaction, right? It's supposed to be aspirational. It's supposed to be things that teams can bind around. But the difference now is you apply a number of KRs. So KR1 could be increased customer retention from 70% to 80% by 2019. Achieve a net promoter score of 15 from our uh, company customers by Q4. So now we've got this objective and key results on how to actually achieve those. Now key results can be binary or numerical. So by binary, I mean whether you do it or you don't, right? So, you know, you might have, for example, improved sales uh, by 80%. Binary would be open a new location in South America, for example, whether you did it or you didn't do it. Or you might have uh, an objective to own the entire funnel for your actual business. And we did this with a client of ours because a lot of their kind of work and uh, their efforts were focused around bottom of funnel. We're like, no, we need to own the entire funnel. We need to grab them before they're thinking of buying. We have to identify personas and grab them. But how do you do that? So one of the binary objectives was create a content marketing strategy that hits every stage of the buyer's funnel and be executing it by February. You know, and, and that's cool because now it's actually linking a tactic um, to an objective at the same time. You're not kind of doing it for the sake of doing it. Now, OKRs, you you are supposed to review them every quarter or so, but that obviously is going to depend on your business and a couple of considerations as well. So with your, uh, going back to your objectives, um, they should be high level. They need to be unambiguous milestones and together they achieve or significantly advance your mission. So that's the other thing I need to mention as well is strategically how they fit into a strategy plan is have you have your mission, your vision, and your objectives actually feed into that. Um, they need to be ambitious and feel a tad uncomfortable. That is the litmus test on whether you have set the right objectives. Are they a tad uncomfortable? And cap them at five to six PE. This is a really important point. And um, you know, if you're like me, you try to sometimes bite off more than you can chew. I've done that many a time and left myself disappointed. There's actually a guy called Vern Hainish, and he's the author of Mastering the Rockefeller Habits. And what they've actually found in a nutshell is there are five to six objectives. Like that is the golden number of objectives you should be setting, five to six, as organizations will rarely be able to focus on more than that without diluting their efforts. Obviously, once you've defined those objectives, now you're ready to set up those key results, as we mentioned, that will help you achieve them. Like I mentioned, one of the considerations is have them numeric or binary. So either numeric, like improve sales by 80%, uh, binary, open up a new location. Have a designated time period. So this is, you know, where your objective could be something that's aspirational. Your KRs need to have a time period. Now, some of them might be quarterly, as we mentioned, but some of them might be, you know, like I mentioned with the content marketing execution one, um, that needs to be executed by February. So by the end of the quarter, or sorry, by start of February. So by the end of the quarter, we're in a position to reframe that or revisit that. Um, this is an interesting one too. This is a real key one. 
grade them between 0.6 to 0.7. So by that, I mean, if your key result, for example, is 100 new customers, right? It's 100 new customers tied to an objective of increasing and growing the business. But the team's only able to sell 80 new customers, right? Or only able to achieve 80 new customers. Then it can be said that it has achieved a 0.8 or 80% of its target. So that's what I mean by grade them between 0.6 to 0.7. That's the uh, the aim at least, right? If you're consistently hitting above one, if you're consistently hitting above 100% rather, then you're going to need to set higher goals. So I'm kicking it to you now. Now you'd be wise to create a digital marketing strategy uh, and do it properly, but at least, um, we're not even asking you to do that, at least just set five to six objective or OKRs with a timeline to evaluate them again in a quarter. And if there's another bit of advice I can give is uh, try to review them at a team level every single month, right? If you're a huge organization at a departmental head level, if you're a smaller organization than the people involved in your business every single month. Now, tactics around key results need to be assigned to people, obviously, and the completion of these need to be monitored. The final piece of advice I'll give you is, it's separate to OKRs, but I think it's very relevant, is the idea of uh, 4DX. Now, 4DX, it's it's called, uh, it's actually, it's a book, The Four Disciplines of Execution. I'll link to it in the show notes. Sorry, I can't remember who the authors were, but it's an amazing book. And that whole book is tailored around the fact, how do you execute? I I can find you 100 people who are great at coming up with strategies and ideas, and sometimes we're like those people, right? But very few people can execute. So it looks at uh, it looks at uh, obviously a number of people, a number of organizations, and it comes up with four rules. Like what are the four disciplines of execution? I'm gonna share just one of them with you now. The idea of lead measures versus lag measures. Now lead, let me give you a, like a fitness example. You might say, you know, I wanna achieve 10% body fat and be shredded um, uh, by summer, right? Or by the end of the year, whatever it is. The thing is, that's a lag measure. So by the time summer comes around, um, whatever you go, were going to do or not going to do, that's past. That's that's already finished. That's now in the history. That's in the past. So often we will create lag measures as goals or objectives. And this obviously applies to your personal life as well. The key is focusing on lead measures. So getting excited, not about your lag measure, whether you achieved your goal or not, but getting excited to the little bits and pieces of things you have to do or AKA lead measures uh, that are designed to achieve your lag measures and get less excited about your lag measures. So for example, you might say, okay, for me to achieve that goal, I know I need to hit, uh, you know, working out four days a week, right? Four days a week for 60 minutes. If you do that, if you do that for, uh, you know, say you do that week one, that is your lead measure. I've done it for week one. I've hit my goal and I've done it for week one. Week two, and can you keep that as a chain? Can you chain that? How many, I guess, chains can you create before you start breaking them? That is the idea of having a lead measure. Sure, you can figure out your lag measures. What are going to be the daily or weekly lead measures that you can get excited about completing? And that is the thing that's going to get you there. Not six months down the track where you look back and think, shit, I've just blown six months of my life. Cool, done. All right, let's move on. I want to talk about uh, chat blasts, right? Specifically, Facebook chat subscriptions. Now, as a general rule, this year you should be focusing on mixing up your channel strategy. Uh, that's not necessarily creating new content for new channels. The idea of using new channels, or maybe you know, doing things that you're already doing and repurposing them for other channels. 
Typically in a company, your products, your messaging, it's going to remain relatively stable, relatively, I guess, uh, the same across everything else. You're not gonna be pushing too much of a different offer in one channel versus the other. But you can find leverage by moving from different platforms, right? Moving from platforms that might have low engagement like email opens and that sort of thing and high competition to the ones that have better engagement and lower competition. Things I'd be shifting out of today, for example, would be uh, posting so much or spending so much time and energy posting on your Facebook page and instead seriously considering Facebook messaging. Specifically, the term I want to introduce you to is Facebook subscription messaging, right? If you hear Facebook subscription messaging, that is the label applied to the idea of using Facebook Messenger almost as a, a new email, like a new email blast system. So obviously we all know EDMs, electronic direct mail, you send an email out to the entire database. Facebook subscription messaging is that for Facebook Messenger. Now, just so you understand how, I guess, you know, messaging or subscription messaging works, there's a bit of a rule. And in the first 24 hours of the user opting into a message on Facebook, you're able to send them unlimited updates. You can send them unlimited promotional and non-promotional messages. That's within the first 24 hours. So say someone just messages, you, messages your page on Facebook or you created an ad and then they go to Messenger. Within the first 24 hours, you can do whatever you want. After 24 hours, you can send them unlimited non-promotional updates and one promotional follow-up. This is what they call the 24 plus one rule. And it's what Facebook calls standard messaging. But how are you going to do that, right? Like, I mean, I'm sure you guys can see an application or a benefit of doing it. You have all these people in your messenger, anyone who's ever messaged you is, is now in your messenger database. You might be running ads. It makes sense to have another bite at the cherry, but how on earth are you gonna do it? Are you seriously going to be individually messaging each contact? No, I'm not suggesting that, of course not. You're going to be using a Facebook chat bot builder. And the one I'm going to reference today is Mobile Monkey. That's the only one we use. It's the best one we've found. We haven't explored any of the other, other options. I'm sure there are, but we use Mobile Monkey. So promotional versus non-promotional, you, you, you kind of know what that is, right? Promotional is going to be buy this or sign up or whatever. Non-promotional might be a news update or um, pretty much inbound marketing type stuff, something that's non-salesy and content related. Now, there is a golden era for every single channel and I believe for chat blasts and, and Facebook uh, subscription messaging, that is now. And Mobile Monkey has really cool, I guess, you know, stats on how effective it's at the moment they compare it to email marketing all the time and email marketing has uh, on average they say five to ten percent open rate uh, really these days we sort of try to say if you're going to be sending an email um, if you can hit above 20 percent 25 percent you know close to 30 percent that's what you should be aiming at five to ten sure it's the average but it's a pretty shitty average um, facebook newsfeed visibility is zero to one percent of organic post visibility now but facebook blast or facebook messenger blast have an open rate, they say, of around 70 to 80%, generally within the first 60 minutes. So we recently did this, right? We obviously don't want to take their word for it. I like to test everything that I ever look at or reference on this podcast. And if you go to uh, redpandas.com.au forward slash EP101, so that's 101, um, you'll see some results from uh, an example or a test that we did. Now, in the test that we did, I'm just going to bring it up now so I can find it. In the test that we did, we sent uh, on behalf of our client um, a message or a chat blast to 1,400 recipients, so a decent sample side in, uh, size indeed. 
and we had an open rate of 80.2%. So right on the cusp of that high 70 to 80% open rate, and we had 93 replies. Um, pretty cool. And if you want to see an example of that report and how people started opening that up, um, you, again, you can see that in the show notes that I just referenced. So thinking about this a little bit further, right? Um, chatbot marketing, it's its not, think about it this way, right? Facebook always brings things out first. They're the ones who are always doing things and then Instagram comes along and WhatsApp comes along or you know, Facebook ends up buying these platforms. It's not limited to Facebook Messenger anymore. If there's anything new I can tell you in 2019 that I couldn't tell you last year is that it's coming to all platforms. Next year, APIs are coming out. Sorry, this year, 2019, APIs are coming out for messaging on Instagram messaging and on WhatsApp iMessage as well. So the messaging channel is about to grow and your ability to chat blast them is going to grow across different channels. So what are your takeaways? Simple. First one, I've got two for you. First one is get a chatbot builder. Uh, Mobile Monkey has a, uh, a free version. Um, I think it's capped. Obviously, it's gonna, it's, it has the Mobile Monkey branding and it might have some other limitations. But I do know with the free version, you can set chat blasts. You guys know how to Google. I'm sure you can find it, Mobile Monkey, but I'll reference it in the show notes as well. The second one is apply for Facebook subscription messaging. Just to give you a little bit of history if you haven't heard about this, Recently, Facebook said that, this was late last year, around October, they said that you need to apply for subscription messaging because Facebook came out with a post that says, look, if you guys want to be sending out, you know, these, you know, Facebook subscription messages, you have to apply for it. We're by uh, December 31st, we're going to cap who can do it and who can't do it. At the moment, everyone can do it. But if you haven't applied by December 31st, you won't be able to do it. So what happened? Um, a buttload of people started applying to beat the deadline. Um, Facebook got overwhelmed and inundated. It was taking around two to three weeks just to get people approved. And they've extended the, de- the deadline. Essentially what's happened, they, c- they couldn't keep up and now they've extended the deadline. The, ex- the deadline has been extended indefinitely. That's the terms that they've been saying. They haven't said, okay, now you don't need to apply anymore. They've said we've extended the deadline and you can still send chat blasts without this license. But... You should still apply. Don't be like me who waited until the last day to renew his license and I had to go the whole holidays without a license. Um, do it whilst you, whilst you still have time. And you, I, I, I say you should apply and this is for two reasons. When they bring it back, there's going to be another influx of people trying to get in and uh, last time, like I said, people waiting three weeks. And chances are, Murphy's Law, you're going to want to send some sort of campaign or, 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 or your... Um, latest promotion or content or ebook or whatever it is, you're going to want to do that and you're going to have to wait three weeks for it. Avoid a pressure situation at a later date if you get in now. Secondly, Facebook flat out is saying businesses should be getting their their page level approval for subscription messaging. Now, obviously, they've got something that they're not sharing with us yet. They obviously couldn't keep up with everyone getting in, but they have said you should get it. And that's it. They're, they're sort of closing their, keeping their cards to their chest. Is it going to mean if you run ads and you have that sort of, um, uh, if you have the subscription messaging approved, um, does it mean your ads are going to be cheaper? Does it mean you're going to get preferential treatment? I don't know. I can't say that you will, but if I had to wager, uh, I'd I'd probably say yes. I would say those people will get preference. So um, get through now if you you want the option to send non-promotional chat blasts to your contacts for free. That's only possible through subscription messaging. So get in. Applying for new 
anything new can be tricky. Uh, you do have to, so you go into your Facebook, um, yeah, I'm sure you can Google this or find this, but the way to do it is you go into your Facebook page, you go into uh, settings, you go into the messenger section, and then there's a prompt there. So it is a little bit tricky. Mobile Fun Monkey has found a lot of people uh, have been disapproved. So they've created this handy checklist to help you get approved. It's like a PDF download. So um, follow it or share it with someone to execute and you'll be fine. Like there's a 90% chance if you follow the, the steps on this checklist, you'll be fine and it makes it a lot easier. So we've shared it in our show notes, but in spirit of all things chat box or chat bots, what we've done is um, if you go to the show notes, redpandas.com.au forward slash EP 101, you'll see a link. It's not just going to be download. You'll see a link to messenger or say send to messenger. So you click on that button, send to messenger. It opens up a Facebook messenger, uh, a tab or an app or whatever it is. And then it will literally have like a little mini chat bot and it'll say, hey, if you want this, click download and it'll give it to you for free. Now, I've done this for two reasons. One, so you can get the free checklist. But secondly, you can see a clever example of how to use chatbots on your website, right? Like use it on your website to send people to a download or a resource guide as opposed to sending them to a form. It's a pretty novel way to do it and I thought it'd be cool to share with you. Now, for our final buzz this episode, I want to share the news that on Bing, you can now target LinkedIn. So when Microsoft bought LinkedIn for $26 billion in uh, 2016, a lot of us were thinking, what are they going to have for us, right? Like, what is that going to mean for LinkedIn? Since the acquisition, they uh, admittedly, they have actually invested into LinkedIn a lot more and they've tried to ex uh, enhance the user experience, um, reach new audiences and improve a lot of things. And particularly on the ad side as well. Uh, one of the things we all hated about LinkedIn was uh, LinkedIn ads rather you couldn't remarket to people. But now you can. So if you didn't know that, awesome. Now you can actually use LinkedIn to remarket to audiences who have visited your website. And remarketing is really, really cool because it's one of those things where uh, when clients are new to Facebook ads or, or, or Google display ads or whatever, I say try LinkedIn, uh, sorry, try remarketing because that's the first, I guess, circle, right? The closest, the, the tightest net of targeting you can have is remarketing. These people have already visited your website. They're, they're a lot more likely to convert and then you know look at other interests and then you know geographies and whatever but the first thing you should always do with a new platform is see if they have remarketing and give that a go particularly on linkedin because it's so gosh darn expensive so anyway with this right in the keynote a couple of months ago bing announced that it would be enabling advertisers to directly target their search campaigns to a company to a user's company industry and job functions by leveraging data from their linkedin profile so Pretty cool. You can't do this on Google. But the idea is you can create a search campaign on Bing and target people who meet, uh, who work at a certain place. So if you do a lot of ABM, um, I mean, if you don't know what it means, don't worry about it. But account-based marketing where you're looking, you're targeting a company or a division of a big company, um, you could target a, a search campaign and just target people who work at Microsoft or work at, I don't know, uh, some pharmacare brand or whatever it is. Um, industry targeting. So have a search campaign that is only targeted to the retail industry or the hospitality industry. So say you do accounting services, but you just like focusing on, I don't know, motorsports for whatever reason, right? You can make sure that the people who work for, at motorsport companies or that to, uh, type of industry, they're the only ones who are going to see your ads. Finally, job function. So marketing departments, HR departments, really, really cool, very helpful or beneficial to a lot of B2B companies, as you can see. Now, of course, this is rolling out in the US first. So us, you know, I guess, 
uh, plebs in Australia have to wait till it literally trickles down to us. Um, but uh, from my friends who have been using this in, in the US or have been experimenting in the, in the beta testing program, uh, it's looking promising. So it's something to keep your eyes out for. If you're in the US, you may already have it. Now Bing, I know it's Bing, it's not Google, but the last time I checked and I couldn't find any later stats than six or seven months ago, but um, Bing had a 12% market share in Australia and a 33% market share in US. And as Windows 10 market share increases and all the Surface Pros, their market share increases and further continues to erode Max, uh, the usage for Bing is going to increase because it's so tightly integrated. Anyway, I hope you've enjoyed our first episode of the year. Hope you haven't missed me too much for uh, the, the people who've been messaging me and saying, when are you guys going to come back? <laughs> so um, thank you so much for bearing with us. As always, you know where to reach me at Moby Sadiq on Twitter. Um, you can Google or search for Moby Sadiq on LinkedIn. Feel free to email me, moby at redpandas.com.au. And I'll join you again for another episode of Inbound Buzz. Thanks for listening to Inbound Buzz. Learn anything? Return the favor by spreading the word. Want to make your mark in digital? Need help with your digital strategy, inbound, and marketing automation efforts? Then visit redpandas.com.au and be sure to tune in next time for another Inbound Buzz hit.